are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. See, it's one thing to just say it, and it's another thing to believe and doubt not in your heart and believe what you're saying. Believe what you're saying. Now, to continually believe what you're saying, you're going to have to develop yourself in that, and it just doesn't come overnight. It takes discipline. So if we're going to operate in the principles of God, there are formulas in the Scripture, and yet there are principles, and if you try to operate a formula without the principle, then you've got problems on your hands. Now, the problem is that sometimes and many times we jump to conclusions about things in the Bible. It's like someone said, the only exercise some people get is jumping to conclusions and running down their neighbors. <laughs> you know, from some of the things we say, sometimes I wonder how that a child ever grows up, you know, in our home and ever understands anything we're talking about because of some of the things we say, you know. Now, my daughter, Annette, she's here with us in this meeting. She's helping us at the book table. When she's about three years old, see, I was always going fishing and hunting, and I'd come in with squirrels and clean them, you know, and Peggy would cook them. We'd have squirrels. We'd have catfish. I'd go fishing, catch catfish, and come in. So we're sitting down eating catfish one night, and we had hush puppies. Now, we're eating there, and, and she heard us talking about the hush puppies, and she looked over at me and said, Daddy, so where'd you kill these hush puppies? <laughs> So it's easy to misunderstand some things sometimes. I know that even grown people at times misunderstand things like that. I know I was out in the northwest part of the country, a friend of mine out there that I was holding a meeting. We went fishing, deep sea fishing out there, or went out salmon fishing. We caught some fish, and I said, I don't know why they don't fry salmon. I don't understand it. I've never been anywhere where they fry salmon. I said, uh, if you loan me your kitchen tonight, we're going to have fried salmon. Well, he said, all right. So we're over there. We cut up this fish, and I'm rolling them in cornmeal and frying them like you do bass in Arkansas. <laughs> One of his church members called. You see, my wife, she'd fixed hush puppies. And she's got them cooking. And he had just eaten one of them. And he was just thrilled by it. The guy said, what are y'all doing? He said, well, we're cooking. We're frying salmon. He said, nobody fries salmon. He said, well, we are. He said, say, have you ever had any hush puppies? Oh, yeah. He said, I used to have a pair of them. <laughs> See, we get visions. It's just like Brother Copeland was talking about. Words produce visions or images sometimes. You know, I got to thinking about these things the other day. And some of the funniest things in life are true. When we were right there by that barn where I tried to fly off of it, we were fishing one day. I always go out there and go fishing. I'd bait my hook with a piece of bacon or something. And I'm fishing in this little pond. I'm catfishing. And when I pull my hook out to see how it's done, I laid it down. We had about an eight-pound tomcat. And this tomcat come running up there and grabbed that piece of bacon. When he did, I jerked to get away from him. I caught the cat all right. <laughs> right in the lip. You talk about a struggle. You got an eight-pound cat. Walking around on the ground on the end of a hook. 
it scared me, and I'm hollering, you know, and mother comes out to see what's going on, and she sees I've caught the cat. <laughs> she says, wait a minute. She runs back in the house. She comes out with a butcher knife about this long. Now, I had visions. I thought she's going to clean the cat, you know. And I started crying and screaming. <laughs> I didn't hear a word she said for what I saw. She's going to cut the hook out of the cat's mouth, but I thought we are going to have a, a dead cat, you know. So words produce images inside you as an individual, and that's what God's Word is designed to do, is to produce an image inside you. Now let me show you how this works. When I was probably 12 years old, my dad had bought me a little, oh, I think we called it James Cycle or something. And... Uh, I'd been riding that thing, and we had a two-by-six laying out there on the ground. It's, you know, I guess 15, 20 foot long. And I'd ride that thing down that two-by-six. And I decided, you know, I'll just stretch this two-by-six across this big ditch out here. And I'll just ride it across there. I told Dad what I was going to do, and he said, you better not do that. Well, I said, there's no reason I can't do it. I'm riding it fine right here. He said, you better not do that. You, <laughs> you won't get in trouble. Well, he went on off, and I drug that tube-six across that ditch. And I back off, and here I'm going. Me, James Sackle, and all went off in that ditch. Now somebody said, what's the difference? The difference is the image that you have. Now let me show you something. If we laid a tube before out here, there's probably no one in this building that could not walk that tube before on this carpet. Probably no one. But now let's raise the two before ten foot high. How many can walk it? Quite a few of them. Now let's raise it twenty foot high. You've lost about half of them. Now let's put it across the Grand Canyon. Now what happened? You lost them all. Why? Same two before. But the difference is the image they have. You know, when the two-by-four is there on the ground, you see yourself walking it. You see yourself walking it. When you raise it, some of you start seeing yourself falling off. When you get it across the Grand Canyon, you have visions of disaster. Hmm? Now, see, I'm talking about some practical things. That until you get the Word of God engrafted into your spirit, and practice God's principles. When the devil comes with all of the deep ditches you fall in, you know, there's just no way across them because you have visions of failure. That's why we have to learn to think like God thinks and talk like God talks because you know what produces those images? You know what produces fear in a child? About height. Don't get on that. You'll fall off and hurt yourself. Have you noticed that a little boy, I mean, we've got a little grandson that he wasn't but about a year old. He was climbing everything he could get on. And I don't know that he ever fell off of anything and got hurt. But he probably got told that. I mean, well, I don't know whether my daughter did or not because we learned some things in the last several years. See, fear is engrafted into a child many times by the words that are spoken to him. 
And that's where you get your fears. Many times that's where your fear comes from. Fear of failure comes from what the devil said about what you're doing. I'm amazed at the people that will say, you know, the devil said to me so-and-so. The devil said this to me. The devil said that to me. When they get through telling you all the devil said, they said, uh, Brother Caps, do you have a word for me from the Lord? I said, yes. I have a word for you from the Lord. Quit listening to the devil. <laughs> it's easier. It's easier to hear God than it is the devil. But you see, if you get trained to listening to the devil. Now let me show you something. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing, right? Faith in God comes by hearing the word of God. Now that being true, there's an opposite end to that truth. You see, there's a reciprocal to every truth. If faith in God and his word comes by hearing the word of God, then where do you suppose faith in the devil comes from? Now faith in the devil is fear. Actually, that's what it is. It's fear. It's perverted faith. So if faith in God's word comes by hearing what God said, the more you hear what the devil said, you'll have faith in the devil. Our fear. Now, if faith is a substance of things hoped for, or things desired, then fear, being an opposite force, it's diametrically opposed to faith, then that fear is the substance of things not desired. So the difference in walking a two before on this floor and one over the Grand Canyon is one thing, the image that you have. That's the reason that a guy that walks a tightrope or a cable, you know, in high places and the guys, what they call them, that do these big buildings, they walk 30 and 40 stories high on these buildings on a little piece of iron like that. And they have no fear of that. Why? Because they've learned their ability. They've learned to discount height. They've learned that if they can walk it on the ground, eventually they can walk it up there. But the difference is practice. The difference is discipline of the mind. They begin to see themselves doing it instead of seeing themselves fall. Now, can you see that? It's as easy, actually, to stay on that two-before if you stretched a curtain under that two-before and made it look like grass, everybody could walk it across the Grand Canyon. So you see what the problem is then when it comes to fear and faith. If you're doing something that seems to be beyond your ability or what you've learned, then fear comes. And fear is the substance of things not desired. Now, if you were walking across the Grand Canyon on a two-before, the thing that you don't desire is to fall off, right? Job said, the thing that I greatly feared came upon me. What produced it? The fear. The fear produced it. Faith will put you over in line. Fear will cause the manifestation of the thing that you don't desire. Just the same as faith will cause the manifestation of the thing that you do desire. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all of this week we have CD offer number 7120. That's CD offer number 7120. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. 
Now, when we talk about a merry heart doeth good, we're talking about laughter doeth good like a medicine. And I know that you realize this, that laughter is much cheaper than medicine today. I saw a cartoon the other day where this guy said to the pharmacist, said, what are the side effects of this medicine? And he said, poverty. Well, that's the way it is in some things today. But there's something about laughter that releases the endorphins within your body and causes you to feel good, causes your body to work better. Laughter doeth good like a medicine. And you need to realize that God didn't have these things put in the Bible just to fill up the pages of the Bible. These are truths that will actually affect your life. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Now in this, we talk about the fact that people many times speak things they don't mean to just be facetious or funny or just to speak contrary speech. You know, people get the idea, well, I'm going to say it opposite from what it is, and that's funny. Well, they call it a little bitty dog when it's a great big dog or a great big dog when it's a little bitty chihuahua. Well, that's crooked speech, and it has effect on you. Now, the Bible teaches us that we should release faith in our words. Whosoever shall say, believe, doubt not his heart, believe what he saith will come to pass, the Scripture says he shall have whatsoever he saith. Well, we've got to say what the Word says if we're going to believe in it and release faith in every word. That's offer number 7120 for a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. That's 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.